Our scripture reading today, which at some point will show up on the screen, it won't, okay. It's 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 9 through 10, and then 14 through 17, right? I'm trying to memorize it. Here we go. Listen now for the word of God. Then the people rejoiced because these had given willingly, for with single mind they had offered freely to the Lord, and King David also rejoiced greatly. Then David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, for God of our ancestor Israel, forever and ever. But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to make this freewill offering? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. For we are aliens and transients before you, as were all our ancestors. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no hope. O Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. I know, my God, that you search the heart and take pleasure in uprightness and the uprightness of my heart. I have freely offered all these things, and now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. have a very old dream, a very old prayer, a prayer that I have been praying now for almost 10 years. I stand on the back porch and I look out over the lake and I pray this prayer for us. Some of y'all have seen me walking around the campus encircling it with prayer and one of the prayers that's always on my lips as I walk around the campus is this prayer. I kneel in my office and I lift this prayer to God on our behalf. I pray and I pray and I pray for 10 years now. I pray that God would set us free as a church from our debt. Yeah, we're in debt. And if it's your first time here, this is not how I lead most sermons, okay? We talk about Jesus and we talk about growing in our faith. But today we have to talk about this hard thing, which is that we're in debt. It's an old, old debt. It is from the time this sanctuary was built, okay, almost now, almost 14 years ago. And it was really an incredible story. I've shared it with y'all that I've shared part of it, right, that we were gifted over half of the land that we're on, right? Over half of our 27 acres was a gift from someone. And our little church got together and they said, this is God's calling to us. We are meant to be Bee Creek on a hill, right? We can do this. And they, they pooled all their resources at that time and bought the other half of the land. And then they did everything they could to build this sanctuary here and some of the cabins out there. And they were really hopeful because remember back then the economy was blowing and going, right? And so they were like, hey, this is no problem. We have the resources, not right now, but we have the resources to be able to pay this debt off, which was $1.7 million. And then something happened that nobody saw, or very few people, if you saw it coming, congratulations, because most of us didn't. The economy crashed. And there were people who lost everything in this congregation. And suddenly it went from a very manageable and hopeful goal to a crushing weight. And y'all, by the time I got here in 2010, 
The debt was on interest only. That's what they do when they're afraid that you're going to not be able to pay it all. They let you just pay the interest. And it was crushing us. Elizabeth's nodding, crushing us. (laughs) She remembers. We could not do ministry. The debt was so huge. It was like this weight. And still today, still today, a hundred, almost $150,000 approximately of our giving every year goes to pay old debt. It kills me. It kills me that our generosity goes to pay off an old debt. When we are a church that is called into ministry, we're effective, we're powerful in ministry. We love to be in outreach. We love to teach our kids about Jesus. We want teens to know how to live their faith out in life. We have small groups and Bible studies, and we're taking worship outside the walls so that new people can hear, and that's where we want our generosity to go, every single one of us. And that's why we don't talk about this a lot because it's just so depressing to think that when we give, $150,000 is just going to pay our debts. And I have to admit that when I got here, um, I remember looking up the statistics. Like when they tell you the name of a church, you can just flip to the journal and see the statistics. And I was like, good, good, good. Oh my gosh, like with the debt. And so what I did, because when I came here, I was like, this church has a good heart. They all day long, this is the match, this is the right calling, but this is crushing us, this debt. And so I started to pray. Because I couldn't, I didn't have $1.7 million and I didn't know anybody who did. And so I started to pray. And my first prayers were, God, please let someone in my church who tithes win the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) And I really sincerely prayed that prayer. Like, please let there be oil discovered on our campus or gold or diamonds. I mean, I was trying to pitch whatever idea to God that God might take and then use and just set us free like this, right? That's what I was looking for is the finger snap that would set us free so that we could give 100% of our generosity, which is so deep, it could go to ministry. And the Lord told me what perhaps the Lord has told you on occasion, that the answer is yes for being set free, but the road is a lot longer than what I thought or what I was hoping for. And God reminded me of your faithful generosity. He said, you have faithful people, and they give, and you will get out of debt. It will just take time. And it will take that journey. Walk with me, Pastor. And so I've been walking and working on it. We've been working on it. All together, your, your generosity. And so like Elizabeth said, um, the joyful news, you guys, is that from $1.7 million, which frankly feels overwhelming no matter what, we are now down to just under $600,000. And by just under, I mean we paid an extra dollar. So it's like $599,999, right? But we wanted the the mental victory of that. We wanted the win of being under $600,000 because this year coming up is a special year if you are a debtor and a believer, okay? Because it's going to be in 2020, we will have been in debt for 14 years. 
And that's a biblically significant number for debt. Because as Kaylee said, it's actually every 49th year, seven sets of seven, land reverted. Nobody could own land forever. It went back to their ancestral family. But God and Israel had done this incredible thing. And every seventh year, so God marked out sets of seventh year, seven years, just like a week almost, where we have a day of rest. And the seventh year was special and set apart. And on the seventh year, people didn't plant crops. They only ate whatever sprung up out of the ground. Okay? That was a step of faith, and it meant you had to be preparing, but God said, I will always give you enough so that in the seventh year, you can have a Sabbath and rest. And in the seventh years, they would make loans for seven years, and seven years it would be, land was different, it was 49 but we're going to say seven for us, okay? Do we want to wait 49? I don't. I want to say seven. And so we have been through two sets of seven years now carrying this debt. It's time for a jubilee. It's time to be set free. It's time to experience that rest that God holds out to us, that freedom of the seventh year where God says, you don't have to carry this around forever. And so now, as the people of God, we say, okay, God, if this, is, if this is the year for Jubilee, if this is two sets of Jubilee that have passed and we're ready to get there, but we still have $600,000 left on this building, what do we do? Well, that's why I had Pastor Matt read how the people collected all of their offerings. And I wanted to go and show you how David did this, because this is how we're going to do it too. And the first thing that David did is he prayed. He was a man of prayer. Prayer is so powerful. Not just regarding debt, but anything that you are in the midst of, the first step we should take is to pray and invite God into situation. And perhaps as your pastor, I've been a little remiss in that. Maybe I needed to be talking this whole 10 years and inviting you into this prayer circle. But I'm going to do it now. Would you simply join me in praying? Just add it to your prayers that God would allow us as a church to have a jubilee where next year we pay off our debt and every dollar we give goes to our ministry. Would you just say, God, help us. Help us see the path. Help us walk it. Inspire generosity. Um, may budgetary amazement happen. Like, just pray that prayer. And then it won't just be me walking and standing and kneeling. It will be hundreds of us banging on the doors of heaven, that's powerful. So we're going to pray. And if y'all pray with me, we're going to see amazing things happen. The next thing that we do is we look, David said, using every resource at my command, I've gathered as much as I could for the building of the temple of my God. So before David ever went to his people, he looked at the nation's budget. And he said, what can be done within the normal taxes and the normal giving of this nation's budget? And he gathered up all these resources to build the temple. Now, he's building the temple, right? And we built our temple, and we're trying to pay for it. But it's pretty much the same thing. Although, next time, maybe we'll do it David's way, right? Um, so he, he looks at his budget. And I don't want y'all's eyes to cross here, but I want you to know that for the past 10 years, we have been doing what David said and looking at the budget for every way we can to pay down our debt. Just quietly using your everyday generosity, my everyday generosity, all of our everyday generosity to pay down the debt. That's how we got it down to 600000 from $1.7 million. 
And again, this is budgetary stuff. And Elizabeth is like, bring it on. And some of y'all budget nerds are like, tell me how you did it. Um, The rest of you are like, oh my gosh. We, instead of, Elizabeth had this, I think it was your brainstorm. But instead of just looking at our debt payment, the amount that we, we needed to pay, we could make debt a percentage of the budget. And as generosity grew, so would the amount, because it's a percentage that we were paying, so we could pay down our principal a little faster. That, that's been brilliant for us. We just kept it as a percentage, and as generosity goes up, so does the amount we're socking towards the deck. debt. The other thing we do is at the end of the year, if we have done all of our ministry and given all of our outreach and we have extra, then the board always has that go to make an extra principal payment. And so it's like making extra mortgage payments, how we've been able to pay it down. Uh, But now that we're getting into the home stretch, I feel it. Uh, We need the next steps, not just the budgetary things that we've done. And they've actually done some really cool stuff with interest rates too, but I won't bore you. This This is about the things of the Lord, right? Here's the next thing that David says. After we've prayed and we've used the resources like David did at our disposal, David says something really odd. And as you listen to it, it may strike you as odd, just hearing it. Hang with me. David says, And now, because of my own devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for his holy temple. So he's saying, I use the budget, now I'm giving on my own. And then he spells it out. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and over 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. I read that and I'm like, what is going on here? Like the king is standing up there and is like, he, just, he isn't just saying, I'm giving some gold and silver because I believe in this. He's like, I am giving 112, not 110 or 100 tons, 112. And I read that and I think, Gosh, that's kind of braggy and boastful, huh? It just kind of strikes us as a little wrong that a king would stand up there and and brag, maybe, about what he's giving. But knowing David had a lot of failures, y'all, but arrogance was never one of them. And so God must have given him a reason to spell out his generosity. And he gets to it in this next verse. He says, now then, Who among you will follow my example? Who is willing to give offerings to the Lord today? And I love that because he's he's not just demanding from his people that they fund this temple. He's saying, I am deeply personally invested in this. Not only have I used the nation's budget, right, but I'm giving of my own treasures to make this a reality. Will anyone follow my example? And that is important, isn't it? To know that your leaders are committed, that we are invested, that we're not just saying this, but we're giving. And we want to provide that example for you. But at the same time, we know that Jesus says to do your giving quietly. And so what we have decided is that if we all got together as a board and pastors, we could just tell you the, the amount as we've been doing that we've gathered together. And I'm so thrilled. I never thought it would be that much. Um, $50,000 above our board and your pastor's regular giving is so incredible. And it's such a model 
from the leaders on your board in this church. In fact, I'll tell you that, and I hope I can tell this Elizabeth, but there's a member of the board who said, Elizabeth, what are you giving? Because whatever you are giving, I am giving $1 more. And and then that person matched, and then when Elizabeth went up, she was like, I hate to tell you this, but I found a little more, and, and this other person was like, well, then I'm giving more too. And I, so I think that we could tell you, I'm not going to talk about it here, but if you'd like to know from me, I will make that offer, what I am giving. You can come up to me personally if you're going to match it, right? Elizabeth, would you do that too? Would you be willing to do that to inspire people? You don't have to. Um, you don't have to ask us that, but if it would help you, we will tell you individually. Um, and what I would encourage you to do is remember that in giving, it's not just what leaders are doing. It is that we believe in it and that we're giving of our own resources. But never, never in the history of this church have the miracles happened because just the leadership or just one person uh, gave a gift of land, right? Think about that, a gift of land everybody coming alongside. Think about our gym, the leading donation, the whole church coming alongside to build it debt-free. That is always the way we do things here. And that is the way we get to Jubilee, is that I tell you, this is a prayer I've been praying for 10 years. This will set us free in ministry. I believe I'm giving. Your leadership believes they're giving. Now, what can we do? What can you do? And y'all, I don't know. I don't know what situation you're in, but I know when we all come together, it has always, always been enough. And I, think about that school teacher. I told y'all about her. She's a retired school teacher, and when the gym was starting, she came to me and said, I can't do that much, Laura. But I can give $2 every week. I was like, I had tears in my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the kind of generosity that does great things, right? And there were families that said, you know, when we were, when we were having kids that were this age, there were families above us that, that gave generously and we couldn't. And now our kids are grown, but we're going to be able to give generously. And when you put all that together, there's always been enough. So next year is meant to be our jubilee. It's meant to be the year we're set free the year that our debt is gone and everything that we give, every dollar we put in those offering plates goes to ministry. That is a worthy goal. It is a huge goal, and everyone would say it won't happen. But every time they tell us things won't happen at Bee Creek, it happens. And so I'm banking on it, okay? Next year, I'm declaring Jubilee. Next year, we're going to be set free. Next year is going to be incredible. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for everything that you have given us, for this amazing sanctuary in which we worship, for the faithfulness of generations of believers before us, both at this church and just in the church universal. And Lord, I pray that you would speak jubilee over your people here. Jubilee and a releasing from debt. I pray that you would, I pray that prayer we've been talking about for 10 years, that you would set us free. Help us to all do whatever is in our power to do, Lord, and to know that together it will be enough. May you multiply the generosity that we have, and may you help us reach that amazing biblical goal 
of being released from our debts. We ask this in your amazing name. Amen.